Thanks for staying with me. This is Katie Canine. I'm here every Sunday now from noon to two. I'm your nooner. That's so fun to say. I'm your nooner. <laughs> okay, what do you call a dinosaur that never gives up? Um, Persistentosaurus. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, it's uh, try and try and try Certopicus. <laughs> I can't even Triceratops. say it. Triceratops. There you go. Thank try, you. Try, 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 triceratops. Triceratops. Uh, triceratops. Try, that's try and try. Say. Yeah. <laughs> try and try and triceratops. There we go. What do you call a dinosaur that never gives up? Try, try and, and try and try triceratops. There we go. Oh, well, I knew we'd get through that. See? <laughs> Just teamwork, teamwork. Rah, rah, rah. <laughs> we okay. can do it. You got a question, folks? Give a holler. We got open line. 651-641-1071. Okay, who's up next? Uh, this is Holly, and her dog is peeing on the floor. Uh-oh. Hey, Holly. How you doing? Hi. Actually, it's Heidi. But oh, Heidi. All right. Call. No problem. Okay. Tomato, tomato. No. <laughs> so yeah, what, right. ki- what kind of pet pupper do you got, Heidi? So I have two West Highland Terriers, one seven and one is five. Okay. And of course, they're both potty trained and they the one goes to the door and rings a bell. The other one just jumps on the door when they need to go out or bark. Okay. So they let me know when they need to go out. But occasionally, and I don't know which one is doing it, but they go pee on my dining room um, throw rug. Okay. Or, you know, like a rug that's under my table. Right. And uh, this has been going on for some time. You know, it's just occasionally, and sometimes they go poop there, too. Okay, okay. Um, how do you clean it up? Vinegar. Okay. Um, because sometimes if you don't, vinegar and water helps, but sometimes what you got to do, you want to try anti-icky poo. Um, I love the name. Wish I could advertise for him. But anyway, anti-icky poo. What it is is it's an enzyme that's a natural enzyme that changes changes the chemical compound of urine and of doo-doo. All right, so that they're not reminded. Oh, because sometimes no matter how we clean it up, up like with vinegar and that, there's still some smell left to it, and so it kind of draws them back to that spot. All right. Okay. Now that my guess is that with smaller dogs which I found while living with him, is on days that it's inclement, whether it's windy, rainy, snowy, or extremely cold, that's when many smaller dogs have accidents. Because they go out there, they just take the top of their tank off, but they still have, you know, they still have to go. But they're in such a hurry to get back. And then once they get inside, you know, now they're kind of warm. And why uh, the ratio in my school, the ratio of rug to cement is, you know, 98% cement, you know, 2% rugs. Every time a dog will have an accident in school, it's always on the rug. And the reason <laughs> is because it's like um, when they're on carpet or rugs, um, it's like uh, sitting on a padded toilet seat. It, you know, it's very calming to them under their paws. And so that's why mm-hmm. they nine times out of ten will go find the only rug in the house or the only carpet in the house to go. Okay, because it's calming to them. It's like a padded toilet seat. <laughs> okay, and so okay. The, the thing is, is that yeah, like I say, we can. I try cleaning it up better. Um, and be, and being that you're not sure who's doing it, that, that's where a lot of people would set up, like you know, get the um, you know, like the field cams or whatever, and set it up to see if you could see who is the culprit, or is one <laughs> doing it and then the other one doing it on top of that one. You know, so technically they're yeah. both doing it. Okay, then another yeah. thing, too, is that you can block off where they're going. Whether you put, you know, uh, something that they can't move, okay, that they, but they can't get to the spot that they're going to right now. It may not make a fashion statement. <laughs> um, you could also, maybe if you want to put a, a piece of plexiglass down on top of it. 
All right. So mm-hmm. then, you know, yeah, there again does make it. But the thing is, is if they do go, guess what? But now they're not on the uh, the carpet or the the rug, you know, the padded toilet seat. And so, like, let's see if that will detour them, um, or uh, will they go someplace else? You know, so right. yeah, so we don't know. But so, like I say, it's just I, I, living with small dogs. I learned that they're never truly, truly potty trained. They do have more accidents than a, than than the big dogs do. And so it's just be they're made more compact and smaller. And I just think sometimes. For some reason, they just can't hold it, or you're not on top of the game. You know, it's, it's just, yeah, it's strange is what it is. But that's, so those are the, I would clean it up again with anti-achy poo. Get the back of it if you can, and not just the top of it, all right? Okay. And then, like Did I say. you say anti-achy poo? Yes, anti-achy okay. poo, okay? There's a lot of other cleaners out there, but, and the most popular one is Nature's Miracle. But the thing is, is anti-achy poo is more expensive, and there's a reason, because the formula of it is superb. All right. All the other ones I've tried, they haven't compared to anti-icky pool. And you can get it online. You can get it. Um, I'm not sure. You can check with some of your lo- small locations, you know, like, you know, Atlas Pet Supply, Pet Evolution, Chuck and Don's. You can give them a call and see if they carry anti-icky poo. Okay. Okay. Six Pet- months ago, I started a job and I'll be leaving. I leave them out of their kennel. Um do you think that that could have something to do with it, that I'm gone? Yep, it's strange. Yep, a lot of dogs potty because of stress. Okay, what you might want to do is then, if you don't want them to be in their kennels, then create a playpen area that they can be in, but they can't get, uh, you know, anything and do something bad. You know, create a, uh, on like linoleum or something like that. Uh, create a playpen area with baby gates and such. You know, okay. so, and then... I, I mean, mean, I could put them in their kennel. I mean, do you think that... How long are you, are you, how long are you gone during the day? Six hours. Oh, okay. And then, um, uh, is that every day or part time? Um, four times a week. Okay. Yeah. You know, that's 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 entirely tolerable. You know, for that time, that's entirely. You know, I mean, if you were going to say nine, ten hours, and I'd say, well, get a dog walker or somebody to come in because that's too long. Okay. But if you're just going to be going six hours, seven hours, that should be. And truth be told, especially dogs at that age, is that they are the minute they you you leave. Uh, they they kind of go well. She left, and they go to sleep, and they put their sleep yep. all day, and then they wake up when you get home. And so you you know, don't feel yep. bad that they're spending that many times because when you get home, then they go out, go for a walk, go play a couple games, learn a trick or something like that. Okay. Okay. And so okay. yeah, so don't feel bad that they're in the kennel, and if that's what's happening is when you're gone, things are happening. Then like I say, either baby gate them. You know, create something, you know, so we gave, gave you some ideas of what you want to try to do and just kind of go from there. But but also, okay. when, you, when you do leave, leave a radio and or a TV on because the house is never quiet when you're home, okay? And you want to take the weird noises out, like maybe the garbage truck or the house cracking, the furnace kicking in. Because some dogs get startled with that because that's the only thing they hear. And, oh, what was that? But if you have music. Well, actually, my husband's up in the office, but he doesn't pay any attention to them. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, well, we don't so have somebody's to... home. Okay, yeah, so we don't have to worry about that. But but the thing is that still, I would put a radio on and or a TV for him. I really would. Okay. Okay. Because okay. if your husband's in his office, he's not, he's, yeah, he might, they might hear some little bit of conversation, but it doesn't really drown out some of the other stuff that they might decide to react to. Okay. 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 Okay, kid. Okay, good luck. Thank you. Take care. Bye-bye. Okay. Thanks. And also to Westies, uh, you know, all your terriers, terrorists. Okay, they're pretty strong-willed little guys, and uh, so that's why, like I say, just uh, 
and usually it happens like if there's a change, like, okay, like she said she went back to work, okay? Mm-hmm. And so then now all of a sudden the dynamics in the house has changed, and some dogs that causes a little bit of an anxiety level, and so then they, you know, they don't hold it as long or whatever. So, yeah, so just got to look at the thing. When, when something changes... Uh, then you see something else will change with the behavior of the dog. It's like when you go on vacation and you get constipated because you're not pooping at the right time. Oh, there you go. <laughs> there you go. That's nice to know. Got <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a little TMI. Now you know uh, yeah. <laughs> what happens to me on vacation. There you go. Okay. Where are we at? So let's run to break and come back and get some calls, okay? Okay, okay let's, see what's, let's do a trivia question this time. Okay, let's see. The shisk of shisk Kebab, is that how you say it, right? Shish, shish, yeah. shish, shish, shish kebab, uh, a barbecue tradition whose name means raw roast meat on a skewer. Originally came from which country? China, Russia, United States, or Turkey? We'll be back. All right. Say, so do you have a, an Alexis? Uh, Alexa? Yeah, Alexis, whatever. Yeah, I do, actually. I have, a, I have a few of them in my house. I like them for... I have one in my bathroom because it's perfect for listening to music while you shower. Because okay. you can, like, skip songs and okay. adjust the volume. And I have one in my kitchen for timers and weather and radio. Aren't you least worried that big... Big brothers watching or oh, listening. I'm. I work in media. I've given up. Like, what do you want to know about me? Here, I'll. I'll send it to you. Like, you, you email me. I'll give you my social security at this point. See, I just I don't care what Alexa to me, knows. That's, yeah, to me, that's just spooky. It, it just. Yeah, I can't yeah. get into that. I have no. Nothing like that. In my I house. grew up in the digital age, so like everything yes, I've yeah. ever done is recorded. Yeah, for nice. posterity. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Okay, the shisk gabob, a barbecue tradition whose name means roast meat on a a skewer. Originally came from which country? China, Russia, United States, Turkey. Uh, It's going to be the Turkey Turkey or the U.S. I'm going Turkey. Yeah, ding, 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 ding. It is Turkey. That's where the cheese cabals. I like the food questions. Yeah, that's what I thought. That's why I pulled them out. (laughs) Is that I figured, oh, you'd like this. I love a good kebab. Yeah, there you go. Um, (laughs) I tried them once and, uh, you know... (laughs) Um, it should have been a no-brainer that you should soak the skewers, the wood skewers, you know, soak them yeah. before you put them, and then put them on the, yeah, no, I didn't, and my skewers kind of burnt up. <laughs> That's a common mistake, and it's, you know, it doesn't hurt it too didn't, much. It didn't even dawn on me that, well, baby, dummy, they're, they're wood. Somehow, yeah, anyway, so. We have some metal ones up north that we use when we do them. That's, that one works. Yeah, and I did get some metal ones after I burnt them. Yeah, <laughs> burn the other ones off. Can't burn the stainless steel ones. No, okay, but then you got to remember how hot they are. <laughs> yes. Okay, let's head for the lines. Uh, so on we have Diane, whose cat is peeing on the floor. Uh-oh, cat peeing on the floor. Hi, Diane, how you doing? I am good. How are you? Good, good. So how old is your cat? So Jack is going to be 18 in April. Oh, okay. And the difference has been that I've been kind of snowboarding down to Florida twice, two weeks at a time, and I have um, some a cat lover coming over every other day to visit him. Okay. But he has peed on the little bag next to the litter box, and then he did on a blanket. Okay. And yeah. this is unusual for him. Right, right. And I feel he's angry with me, yeah. and mm-hmm. I am leaving again for another two weeks okay. this week. Okay. I don't know what to do. Um. Okay. Uh. Uh, what kind of litter are you using? Um, 
the tidy cat non no smell to it. Good. Okay, that's good. Okay, what's his diet like? He only eats dry food. Okay. Um, period one. Okay. Um, because a, a male cat eating a dry food, you're asking for crystals in the urine and blockages to happen. And so that's okay. why he should be on a grain-free canned food, no dry food whatsoever. And that may oh. be the problem, that he might be having crystals in his urine problem, and that's why he's peeing outside the box, okay, because well, it hurts. It's funny how it just started when I was leaving, but on the other hand, he does urinate small amounts in his box quite often. Yep. Is that another symptom? That's a symptom, yeah, because crystals block you block it so he can't pee. You know, you know, he got the urge to pee, but it's being blocked. So only so much comes out at a time. Okay? okay. And so that's why I would have him checked for crystals, especially if you're leaving town. That's the first thing I do. I'd, I'd check to make sure that the, those crystals, otherwise you're going to, you know, it's got, you got a major problem. All right. And I well, would how like, do we check that? you have to yeah, bring him to the vet and they take a urine sample. Okay. okay? And then, like I said, right there, but telling me that he's peeing a little often that tells me that he's probably got crystals and they shift. And so that's why one time he can pee a little bit more and then another time he can't. Okay. And when the crystals build up pretty soon, they can't pee at all. And then all the urine backs up into their system. And now we got a major problem. Okay. Okay. And so that's why you're going to have to set up a vet appointment and then have that checked out. You know, say that you believe it's, he's got crystals in the urine. And then, um, but like I said, I would get him off the, uh, um, the dry, do the can. And, th- and also, too, what you got to remember, he's an older cat. And if you change his routine, like you're gone for two weeks, even though you're having somebody come in every other day, you know, he's an older cat. He does, you know, his, his senses are off. You know, he doesn't hear as well. He's not as agile. You know what I mean? He, he talk about major loneliness. And so that can cause a lot of stress on his system and cause other things to happen too. All right. Okay. And so that's why, um, like I say, with the older cats, and that's a good age. You know, most of the cats are leaving us, you know, 14 to 15 years old uh, because it just gets so fat. But anyway, and so, you know, that's a good age. The oldest he, cat I ever had was 25 and then 22. Oh, wow. But yeah. Uh, but, he, he is getting thinner, but um, he's doing well. And I feel bad for leaving him, but. Uh-huh. Um, the rental that we have only accept dogs, no cats. Yep, so. yep, yep. But no, like I said, I would give you, I don't know when you're leaving, but I would get him into the to the vet because otherwise he could crash while you're down there and then you got another problem. So, oh, so okay. that's why I would try to get him in. But I, I think that's what he's got. He's got crystals. And then plus the, yeah, he is uh, uh, disheveled because that, you know, he's by himself, uh, you okay. know, every other day and such like that. That doesn't add to the whole picture, but definitely I think he's got some crystals going on. Okay. Okay. Thank okay. you so much. You bet, Kit. Goodbye. Okay. Bye-bye. Yeah, it's uh, you know, and it just those uh, that's what dry diets do. They the crystals, especially with male, it can happen in female cats, but it happens mostly in male cats, and it's from being fed a total dry food, and so that's why your best bet you got to get some raw, some grain free canned in there. You know, a Nutrisource has got uh, and Pure Vita has got many to choose from. You want to rotate those. Most cats love the pates, and cats lick their food; they don't chew it. And so that's why what happens, add a little bit of warm water to it, kind of make it a little bit of a gravy, and more cats will, you know, switch over from the dry, you know, to the to the can. Yeah, there was a listener out there who wanted some uh, wet food recommendations for cats, so I okay. think right there. There you go, yep, Nutrisource. And then, you know, Dave's has got a turkey and giblet. You know, I do get that one, Dave's. 
Tiki Cat has uh, uh, cutlets, uh, sardine cutlets. I get that also for some of the omega threes and sixes. And then Nutrisource, of course, got so many to rotate through. So anyway, so there you go. Where are we at? Well, so next up we have Jen, whose dog is guarding her front door. Okay, we got a guarded dog. Hey, Jen, how you doing? Hello, Jen, we got you. The dog is guarding the door, and she had to go help. Can you hear me? (laughs) Yeah, there you are. There you are. (laughs) Okay, Okay. hi, Jen. How you doing? I'm doing good. Good. Okay. I have. So I have a dog. um, He's a rescue, and he um, is. All we know is that his mom was a like a thirty-five, forty-pound terrier, very shaggy, and then he looks like a Rottweiler. Okay. (laughs) And. When um, we ever get delivery drivers or anybody pulling up into our driveway, he barks and goes crazy incessantly. And then he also, um, anybody who comes in the door, even if they know he knows them, uh-huh. um, he's just running up and down and trying to get out the front door and, you know, attacking them. Okay, how old is he? He is six. Six years old? Okay. How long have you had him? Um, Since he was like six weeks old. Oh, okay. So this has been an ongoing thing. And the older he gets, the more protective he's becoming because you haven't installed any manners in him. Okay. He needs some manners, mannerisms. (laughs) Okay. Uh, One thing with the barking, you could try the hair mister or plant mister filled with water, set it on stream and blast them. You give him a growl, ah, blast as he's barking in the face and then say quiet, ah, blast quiet. So uh, if he, he just kind of looks at the water, like, what are you doing? Then what you do is you go half organic apple cider vinegar and half water and just aim for the nose or for the mouth. Okay. And just okay. Ah, blast quiet. But the thing is, is that it sounds like he's just used to revving himself up and you get either good yet get good at screaming at him to knock it off, which feeds the frenzy or you hold yeah. him back, which creates even more of a frenzy. So he needs some manners. And at any age, any dog can learn anything. And so, like I said, um, you can set up a private lesson with me up at Katie's Canines, uh, but he needs a training. Have you done any training with him? We did puppy training. Yeah, no, okay, okay. And when you go for a walk, where does he walk? Um, we have a big backyard that's fenced in. Okay, so but he's, so you don't take him for a walk? We don't do walks regularly. Okay, no. okay. Okay, and so do you have any rules in the house at all for him? Like, is he allowed in all the furniture? Does he sleep with you? Do you have any rules for him? He's very good about looking at me, and if I say up, up, um, then he can get on the couch. Or okay. up, up. He can lay on the bed with us. Okay. But he, wa- he will look at us before attempting to. Okay. Uh, well, those aren't rules. So that's just a word. He's learned to get on and off things. Okay. And so that's why he's taking his job. He doesn't feel like you have your poop in a group. So he's got to be very guardy of your territory. And that's why he's going to the extremes. Because he feels like you don't have it together. All right. So he's got to be okay. the guard dog. And so what you've got to do, if you want to change this, you've got to get a, a proper training counter so you can get into his head. Okay. And then like when you answer the door, before you open that door, you should have a proper training collar on, a leash on, and then you're facing east and west and your company's coming in north and south. So they walk past you, but they don't walk into you. And if he tries to lurch out at him, then you give it a bump back towards his tail, a pop, a snap. Okay. Ah, and then ask him to sit. He should sit next to you at a loose lead. 
Okay, you got to be what you want the dog to be. If he thinks you're a weenie, then he's just going to rise up. He's not even going to answer to you, okay? And so that's why, like I said, this is stuff I can tell you, but I can show you quicker. But the big thing is, is that uh, getting him to understand that you have control, that he does not need to take control. And that's what's happening. Because like I say, if you you scream at him, that just stirs the pot. And then um, if you grab him by the, you know, the collar, one of these times he's going to be so amped up, he'll whip around and nail you. And so that's why you never want to ever grab a dog by his collar, especially when he's whipped up and you're whipped up. Then all of a sudden it just, yeah, it just turns into not something good. <laughs> but, um, and then you could try the spray bottle. Try that as he's barking. Give him a ah, blast. Quiet. And as soon as he backs off, you're just going to calmly go, thank you. Don't say good boy. Remember, they get some all nutsy in the headsy, all right? That's like, yeah. party time! All right? And then, uh, but like I said, something as simple as teaching tricks. Uh, doing brain teasers, you know, taking him for a walk, even if it's just at the end of the driveway and back, where you are asking him to do things for you politely. That builds trust and respect. And then that's when you say something, he's going to start listening. But you can't just, you know, just have him jump on and off the couch and that's his day. You know what I mean? <laughs> that you're not, right. you're not setting anything for him to follow through. So that's why, like you say, that's why he's an idiot now and it's going to get worse. And one of these times he might cross the line. But in, so now when you, um, when somebody comes over before you open that door, you've got him on a training collar, you got him on a leash, you've got control of the situation. And so the thing is, is that then nobody greets the dog at the door. That's going to happen later. And if you want to hang on, I've got an uh, exercise I want you to do also. So hold on, okay? Okay, well, thank yep. you so much. Yeah, don't hang up. Don't hang up. Okay, let's see. True or false? Ketchup can be used to clean copper pots and pans after a cookout. We'll be back. In the first few weeks of any new year, an estimated 23% of people fall off the resolution wagon. Ah, it could be the beckoning lights of a drive-thru or winter fatigue. But it's not too late to get back on. Buy one month at YMCA now and get another for free. We're a community of real people who can help you hang on. Learn more at ymcanorth.org. All right. Thank you for tuning in to the Katie K9 Show. I'm here every Sunday, noon to 2. If you want to listen to, if you're driving, you want to hear stuff that you couldn't write down, just go to mytalk1071.com and go to my my show page and you can catch the show from today. Okay, true or false? Ketchup can be used to clean copper pots and pans after a cookout. This is true. I do this. Oh, ding, 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 ding. Oh. Imagine this is acid and tomatoes, right? Yeah, we have an antique copper pot uh, up at our cabin that we use for like certain things. Okay. And yeah, it works perfectly. It just, like, yeah, it's acidic, so it strips kind of that like weird finish that it can get over time. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, I don't own anything copper, so I don't know. It's, it's kind of high maintenance cookware. You have to like really want to My like, have girlfriend, like that. they built um the cabin, but it's gonna be like the retirement home and it's mm-hmm. just simple, very nice. She's got a copper full copper sink in her in her kitchen. Oh, okay. And that she's pretty but... you No, know, you ready for this? <laughs> and then not it's it's copper. It hasn't been sealed. You know what I mean? It's true copper. You know, like it's not shiny copperish, you know, type thing. Yeah. And then you ready for this? She's got a ginormous copper bathtub. That's wow. like a big claw bathtub, you know, type thing. Yeah. Yep. And I guess copper is supposed to be very healing. 
you know, like in the the tub part. I didn't realize this. So, but yeah, she, you know, she, this gal can find anything if she wants it. She will find copper it. Copper bathtub. A copper bathtub. Yep, and it's got that high back, kind of like you see in the old uh, westerns. It's got the higher back and then the lower front. It's yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty interesting. You know, <laughs> something about copper um, makes it capable of whipping egg whites. You can't hand whip egg whites without cream of tartar unless you do it in copper. Okay. I don't know why. Like whipping egg whites. Okay. You, you like you can only do that in a copper pot unless you add something else. Really? Yeah. I did not know that. I oh, don't know why. That. Uh-huh. That's interesting. Oh, look at us being such cook-offs people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. <Okay. laughs> so it looks like we, we seem okay. to have lost... Um, uh, um, her name is escaping me now. Our caller from from oh, previously. So if okay. you wanted to maybe ex- just share with us that exercise you had for her. Okay, the exercise would be, and this is for everybody. All right, guys, this is for everybody. It's I, and I, I've ta- told you so many times, and hopefully more people are doing it. It's called the invisible dog. Okay, and what it is is that you uh, just a, just a plain leather, just a plain uh, nylon leash, and a plain buckle collar. No training collar, just plain collar. Okay, what you're gonna do is use a kitchen chair, so a chair that's you know stay, you know not a recliner chair or anything like that. Just a kitchen chair. Put about three quarters of the leash or, you know, a little bit, almost a half the leash on the chair and then sit on the leash. Okay, now that obviously the dog is hooked to the leash, okay? Now sit back in the chair, take your right hand, hold your left wrist and just rest it in your lap. Okay, now what you want to do, the thing is, is what we try to teach a dog here is how to calm themselves down by themselves without any help from you. Okay, when you get a dog that's just like, you know, pokey pokey up in your facey and all this kind of stuff, this is the the hardest thing for both humans and dogs to do is nothing. To just zen out and hang out and be patient and wait to see what's going to happen. Because the dogs usually find that if they poke at us last uh, long enough, we're going to, you know, what? You want to treat? Want to go outside? You know? And so the dogs are training us. But the thing is, with this gal, you know, it sounds like, you know, the dog hasn't been asked to do much. So the dog is probably up in their face a lot and such like that. So then once she answered the door, now what you're going to practice this is at least three times every day. You sit on the leash and ignore the dog. Don't look at him. Don't touch him. Don't pet him. If you got a big dog, put your hands in your armpits <laughs> and so that tells you don't touch the dog now if the dog tries to come up into your put their paws on your leg or come up into your face you turn your head sideways and extend your arms out and bump them and give a growl ah but you got to make sure that your head is sideways remember side profile is a calming signal ah just like that and so what we're after is that eventually the dog realizes well you're kind of holding your ground there well what am i going to do well all of a sudden they're going to sit and then all of a sudden they're going to lay down and now you're teaching them to calm themselves down and be patient and wait for you. And that dog should just lay and be calm and steady until you see what, or what's, or tell them what's coming next. Where you're going to get up off the leash. Maybe you're going to unhook them and then now you can just move forward and go do the other things. Um, uh, or you drop the leash, leave the leash on. And now let, once the dog is calm, he can go say how do to the people. Because um, now if you do this, when people come over, you sit in the kitchen, you're going to pull your chair away from the table. So when you sit on the leash, that the dog can't get to anybody. And now the dog is getting used to the sounds and smells of the people that are there, whether it's one person or 10 people, right? And once the dog is totally relaxed and just hanging out and just kind of like, well, ever, don't take the leash off. Get off the leash 
and let the dog figure out he's free. And now he can go up and say his how do's. Now, you don't want people revving the dog up. Hi, how are you? Blah, 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 blah. People are just to stay calm. Hey, buddy, how you doing? You know, I just give little strokes and such like that to keep the dog calm. But see, what this dog needs is be kept manners. But then, like I said, I, I really, it's a huge, uh, um, what do you call it? A, a, a uh, where do I want to use? As far as a classic case of, of how the dog is acting and people at the door or delivery people that he views them that he has to protect his family from these strangers, you know, and then, but like what he, she says, even that people that he, he knew he was being obnoxious with, well, he hasn't got to see, you haven't got to smell him quite yet. Do I know you? <laughs> and then once, ten, then he probably lays, you know, zones out, but he shouldn't amp himself up that way anyway. Mm-hmm. And so that's why what happens when you don't ask a dog much to do much, then what happens is they they make lousy leaders, and then they start running the show. They start taking you for a walk. They start to say talk to the paw. <laughs> they they become very reactive to things that are outside the window because they have to protect this house because apparently you're not doing a good job. You haven't proven yourself as a leader that you know you have your poop in a group. <laughs> okay, and so that's why this gal really you know with a bigger dog you know they, and, they, and they can be very intimidating too. But even a chihuahua you know there's more bites from a chihuahua than there is for the bigger dogs people don't, but when you get by a chihuahua bit by chihuahua, you know it's not like okay i gotta call the cops on you <laughs> it's just like you know sometimes keep, i want to yeah, chihuahuas. yeah 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 but anyway but the whole the thing is is that this dog is starting to get so amped up so if the it, it, somebody's going to get hurt eventually just mm-hmm. because the dog is doing his job because he doesn't feel the owners can deal with it so sitting on the leash and ignore the dog don't look at him don't touch him just relax watch your goal is that you can watch tv talk on the phone work on the computer whereas the dog is just relaxed around you that's your goal with this and i say it's called the invisible dog and everybody would do well like let's say right now grab the dog put the leash on Go sit, and you're still listening to the radio. <laughs> uh, go sit in the kitchen or on a sturdy chair. Put the, le- the leash on the chair. And put at least, you only want to give the dog enough leash that if he lays down, the collar stays loose. But you don't want to give him too much where he wraps the, you know everything around the chair. Now ignore the dog. Don't look at him. Don't touch him. Don't, don't look to the ceiling. Remember, side profile. Your hand is on your, right hand is on your left wrist if you want. Rest it in your, in your lap. And just sit there now for a while till the end of the show. Don't look at him. Don't touch him. Because comes up lean forward and give him a bump ah don't push it's a pop ah okay and then once he gets on all fours you said just keep your head sideways and so that but so now sit on the leash and ignore the dog until the end of the show today that will be your first lesson and then now every day uh, three, four times a day. You got a five minutes, sit on the leash. Got a half hour, sit on the leash. Because what you want to do is practice this so that when people come over, you're going to be, the, you're going to have him on the leash at the door and you can stand on the leash so the dog can't jump at people. Don't pin him to the ground. Like just, uh, if you're, when you're standing on the leash with both feet and you're facing east and west and your company's coming in north and south, that if he lurches forward, well, when you're standing on the leash, his head is dipped slightly. Okay. Not, pit into the ground but just dipped slightly so if he tries to jump up at you or jump out at the company he's going to correct himself just tell everybody to come on in walk past go sit in the kitchen the living room whatever but they are not to acknowledge the dog in any shape then you follow your company shut the door you shut the door follow the company then pick your chair sit on the leash and ignore the dog 
And so now you have control at the front of the door answering, and now you have control of the room, and the dog is going to follow your lead instead of being in everybody's face and up on them and like, who are you? Hi, hi. Okay, you are, remember, uh, I'm a people trainer, not a dog trainer. (laughs) Okay, who's up? Well, so next up, we have Chris, who has a miniature poodle who's older and losing weight. Okay. Hi there. How you doing? Good. How are you? Good, good. So what's going on? Well, you know, he was always very, very tiny. So I think his top weight was 7.2 pounds. Now he's down to about 4.2 pounds. Ooh, okay. But he's barking. He, for the most part, goes outside and does his business um, and just is very sporadically eating. And I don't know how to entice him to eat. Okay. Well, it, or what? if I just let him do what he wants to do, you know. Okay. Uh, um, okay. Is he overweight or is he good weight now? Or is he he's underweight? Four, he's four point two pounds. Right, but I mean, what does that structure look like? What does is oh, that, is bone, it bone? Like very bony, underweight. Okay, seven, seven pounds was a good weight. Okay, now okay, he's just yeah. Okay, and so now, what are you feeding him? He, um, we've been feeding him um, the Pura Vida line of puppy food. Okay. And, you know, I wet it down a little bit, put some water on it. Sometimes I put some kombucha in there. Oh, good, um, good, good. Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. So he is, um, you know, I mean, like maybe every other day, sometimes twice a day, sometimes not at all. Will he eat? Okay. So, uh, you know, I mean, it's just that kind of like, buddy, if you yeah. don't eat. Right. You know? Okay. Now, how is his teeth? He has no teeth. He has no teeth. Then you shouldn't be giving him any dry food. He should either be on some canned grain, some wet food, you know, and, and, and Nutrisource has, and Provida has the Tetra Packs. Uh, I would be giving him some raw food. I would be giving him some freeze-dried, wetted. Um, if you try different, little dogs have a, there he is, little, little dogs don't like to be eat most things more than three days. And then it's like, you got something else. And especially if he has no teeth, he should not be having any dry food whatsoever because he can't, he's just swallowing it and it goes whole into his stomach and now he's got to rehydrate it. Okay. And so that's why I would make sure he has a soft diet. And so that's why I go to the Tetra Packs, you know, because Nutrisource doesn't do cans. They do the Tetra Packs. And then, like I say, try some, uh, wherever you get your food, it could be, uh, go to the freezer section, you can get some raw, or you can try just raw hamburger from you, or raw hamburger, uh, ground ground turkey, or ground hamburger. You can either feed mm-hmm. it raw, or you could just feed it, you know, like I say, cooked a little bit, right? And so mm-hmm. what you want to try to do is give them some more calories. Um, I would give them, now you're doing the kombucha, that's excellent. Excellent. I would try a digestive enzyme, but usually if a dog loses weight like that, sometimes I don't want to say the get, don't, don't hit the panic button, but a lot of times it can be cancer. Okay, yeah. that something's okay. causing. But so the best thing, what I would do for my curiosity, is that I would have blood a full blood blood profile done, just to make sure his kidneys, his liver, and such like that are okay. All right. Mm-hmm. That if mm-hmm. they're not start, they're starting to tank. Then you can there's supplements that we can do to help him move forward. And we, but we don't want to do you know like a, a specific supplement for the kidneys or the liver if it's not needed. Okay. Right. And so that's what I would do is I would have a, a check because the vets can hear and feel you know things that we aren't. It, it means nothing to us, but they can feel things. Okay. And so, um, but that's what you, I, I would try. But I would definitely not feed a dry diet. And, you know, even if you you can water it down so that it's total, like you, you put what you're going to feed, 
in a dish, put hot tap water on it till it floats. Wait for yep. all the water to be gone, and the food should be totally soft. And then you're mm-hmm. going to fluff it up so he can eat mm-hmm. it better. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, you yeah. Know. And that's what I do. Okay. You know. Okay. Okay. But yeah, I would get more cal. I would get some more calories, like I say, by adding some either like raw hamburger, ground turkey, you know, things. But do it in baby steps so he doesn't get the runs on you. Okay. Yeah. And then, okay. Okay, but that's what I that's what I would try because, like I say, if they that's a lot of pounds if he was seven and now he's four, and what's what's the gap of time that he's come down that fast? Oh, probably since last October, November. I mean, it's been. Ongoing here for the last several months. Okay, because sometimes if you feed a dog something that they've never had before, they will gobble it down. Like he's never had ground turkey before. Whoa, give it to me, okay? And so yeah. that and that that will be good for you know three days or so. Um, and there's yeah. in in the, the dehydrated and all that. They've there's a lot of stuff. But if you try, it used to be back in the day if a dog or cat quit eating, they would use horse meat because that's something mm-hmm. nobody ate, <laughs> you mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. And, and that dogs would gobble it down. The cats would gobble, and then a lot of times it spurs them on. And so then now. They're back to eating like they should. All right. So that's right. why by trying some different proteins and specifically make do you make an egg form at all? Have you ever baked an egg form? Yep. Yep. Good. We'll eat scrambled eggs. Excellent. Some yolk from a hard-boiled egg. So yeah. Yep. Excellent. So keep that up too. Okay. Yeah. Keep that okay. up. Okay. Good okay. luck, kiddo. Thank you. You bet. Take Bye-bye. care. Bye bye. Alrighty. Then. Oh, I was going to wrong book. Okay. What has ears like a cat? And a tail like a cat, but it's not a cat. We'll be back. Hello, we're winding down. It's another week. It's, this is the fast two hours of my whole week. <laughs> it's like I was here to sit down and say hi. And then I'm like, okay, we're almost done. <laughs> okay, what has ears like a cat, a tail like a cat, but is not a cat? I was really stuck on this. And most of my answers just had to do with uh, <laughs> people dressing up as cats. Oh. Nope. Savannah cats, designer okay. cats. Okay, nope. What has ears like a cat and a tail like a cat, but is not a cat? A kitten. <laughs> there we go. Oh, so there you go. That's that's obvious. There you go. There we go. There we go. Say, I, I don't know if you got time. I don't have my computer up and going here. So maybe, can you um, look up uh, mission uh, uh, um, uh, low cost spay and neutering in Minnesota? Mission. Um, cause that's, there's a, there's a place it's called, they go on a sliding scale, but I can't remission and we can't remember, but I know it has mission in it. <laughs> uh, Minsnap? Nope. Not mission. No, that's Minsnap. Yep. Nope. That's, that's another one. Okay. But no, it, it has mission in it uh, as in the title and it's low cost spay, spay and neutering. Our mission? Our low mission. Low cost there spay you go. and neuter? Yep. Our mission. Okay. That he, looks like it's still part of, uh, the Minsnap program. Oh, is it? Yeah. Wow, okay. So uh, somebody called in and asked for, you know, lower cost pay and neutering. And it is getting really expensive out there for dogs and cats and everything. So, so, uh, MinSnap is one, but you got to call ahead and set up a, a, a time to, or a date to get them fixed. You know, they get booked out quite a bit. MinSnap also goes into like farms. Let's say you've got 20 unneutered or unfixed uh, cats. They will come in and what they do is they live trap them all to get them fixed and they ask for like a donation, you know, to it. So they're trying to take care of fair colonies but also too though that you can get dogs and cats you can get them fixed through minsnap dot is it org or com i can't remember it's minsnap dot org that's mn snap dot org okay and then the other one is mission what we have uh that it looks like our mission our mission mm-hmm. okay okay 
And see, there was in Amy. There's also Animal Save that looks like they have some. Uh, Okay. Some resources. Dr. As well. Jill in Amory, Wisconsin, but she no longer owns the clinic. She moved on to another clinic. Uh, but that one is called Northwestern Wisconsin uh, Veterinary Clinic. And anyway, they used to do low cost spade and neutering, but now that Dr. Jill's not there anymore, I don't know if, uh, you know, how their price points are. And so, uh, and then also, FYI, anytime you go outside of the city, for the further away you get from the city, the cheaper, you know, the prices are. Yeah. And so uh, if you live up in Ely, their vets are very inexpensive. I love the Ely yeah. vet. We yeah. have a pro- property outside of Ely, okay. and we've had actually a couple dogs that were put down by the Ely vet, and okay. it was great experience. They're yes. awesome. Yep. No, I, I had uh, a friend of mine's dog. They did, operated on, on their dog, and the, it was so full of cancer when they got in there. And it's like, you know, uh, the dog went from, I always told her, I said, you know, Dog's looking a little chubby. Well, I'm not feeding it much. And so, well, anyway, all of a sudden the dog, dog went from, it was a, a super nice pit bull. And um, uh, he went from, you know, hello, happy, 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 let's walk, 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 you know, da, 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 to just dragging. And so she went in. And so they took an x ray and he was just full. And they said, well, we can try taking some of the, you know, the cancer out and see what happens. And th- once they got in there, the surgery was so extensive that they said, he's not going to pull through. And so, you know, they closed him up and then she got to go in and say goodbye. And then they, you know, they put him down, but they, 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 they're the superest, nicest people. Yeah, And I they talk. make the hard choices for the animal's benefit. Yes. Yes. I know. I know. It's, it's, it's crazy. But anyway, so the low cost and spay and neutering, but just remember that, like I said, most of your votes, vets, votes, <laughs> vets that are outside of the city are, they, they do have a lower price point. They don't have as much expenses, but also too, they probably don't have as much equipment as a lot of the vets in the city have and all that equipment costs a lot of money you know and so and most vets now are open where it's not curb service anymore they finally are starting mm-hmm. to let the clients in and that north uh oakdale you know er clinic has finally reopened you know that one there was a curb for a long time and so anyway but it's yeah so you just got to shop around you just got to get a vet that you are are happy with and please remember you know vets are not gods okay you empower empower yourself, and that's the purpose of my show, is to dangle the carrot and get you to want to learn more. So you just don't go in and be a drone and just hand the uh, the leash over to the vet and say, "Well, whatever he needs, go for it." You know, because they're always pushing the flea and tick stuff and the the heartworm and all the shots. And so you've got to empower yourself. And what do you want for your dog? And that's that's the main name of the game. Because otherwise, uh, uh, I don't know. There's so much for you to know out there, and that's why, like the. You I'm not an internet person, but I find good sites through people that say, oh, you got to check this site out. You know, like I'm always mentioning dogsnaturallymagazine.com and then healthypets.mercola.com. Those are two, there's valuable. Wholedogjournal.com, I think it is. Those are all sites you're going to learn a lot from. And so it's just, you're going to have the animal, then maybe do as best as you can. Just don't be a drone. So Facebook groups can also have like really amazing resources. If you find like, if you have a specific breed, go on Facebook, just like search groups regarding that breed and tons of information that's real breed specific. Yep. Yep. No, that's very true. So, and it's been now two weeks. It'll be two weeks this Tuesday without my Gilligan. And like I said, it's, I, I keep looking at his chair and it's just kind of like, you know, we'll eat him back. But anyway, but I'm totally dogless and it really is a weird feeling. Luckily I got Adeline, but anyway, but you know, I, I want to thank everybody again for all the, the Facebook, you know, uh, 
and just friends on Facebook and just my friends and neighbors and family. I'm just amazed who came forth and just, you know, gave me my condolences. So I really appreciate that. And no, I'm not looking for another dog. You know, when it's time to happen, it will cross my path. So uh, all the dogs that I've got, you know, through the years, because I'd have one and then I'd have two and then I'd have three and then I'd have four and then I'm down to three again, then I'm down to two again, then I'm up to three again. You know, so through the, I've only had 11 dogs when you think about it. You know, in 40 years, I've had 11 dogs. I've only had 11 dogs. Well, yeah. <laughs> that's a large number to many people. Yeah, but but anyway, that's since we've been on the farm, and that doesn't include the ones prior to that. So anyway, but I want to thank I'm, yeah, I'm, I It took me uh, three days to get my head out of my butt, and now, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm walking them forward, and we're, and now I got, you know, I get to work with all you guys still, and so that makes it all better, is what it does. So, but I want to thank you again, like I say, all the Facebook, all family, friends, neighbors, for uh, condol- condolences on, um, and Gilligan, remember what we said started at the beginning of the show? If you're going to send flowers to people that have a cat, whether it's just because you love that person or condolences or happy birthday or Valentine's Day, make sure that the florist knows not to put any lilies of any kind in the arrangement. And with Easter coming up, no lilies in the arrangements, at, uh, no Easter lilies, carnations or something like that. But if you got cats, they can go into reno, renal failure in 48 hours, even if they just lick the leaves. But if they rub into against the plant and get that little pollen or whatever type stuff, yeah, it's not going to be good. So please, just pass the word. Do not get lilies of any kind if you have uh, a cat. And then if you're going to send arrangements or give arrangements, uh, make sure that there are no lilies. Because I know they're a good, a big, uh, what do you want, a filler? <laughs> yeah. And personally, what's your favorite? If somebody would give you flowers, what's your favorite? I love orchids. Really? I have... Uh, three living orchids. Oh in my wow! House I'm right impressed. Now. Those are hard to keep keep alive. Too. Uh, the trick is ice cubes. Is Just it? add an ice cube when it looks thirsty. See, mine, mine is uh, red carnations and white daisies. The big shasta daisies. Oh, you're a classics person. Those are, I love that red carnations and big white daisies. But anyway, thank you all for listening. Thank you all for being there for me. And thank you all, you all. Okay, you have a great week. Snowmageddon's coming. And train on. Happy train.